0: Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode number 451 with your sneak peek at next week. But before myself, Drew, and Eric get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops, April 18th, 2018. Drew, I got some news for you. Eric, I got some great news for you. We've got a couple more iTunes reviews. Wow. Looks Woo-hoo. like we've got three more ratings, two more reviews. So, you know, we, 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 st- we opened the floodgates. Gates the prior week. So that's awesome. So first one comes from Paul K3 and it says, great podcast, good mix of fun of reading and speculation. I found Drew over at the comic page, but I'm enjoying his podcast just as much. Thanks. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Paul K3. Uh, We appreciate that. And this next one comes from Andy Graham 79 that says, There are other spec podcasts out there, but this is the only one I've found with hosts that actually seem to enjoy reading the comics themselves and appreciate the storytelling and art. These are two good guys who are informative and entertaining. Plus, they give you heads up on great deals from comic shops, just like Cowabunga. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Nice.
1: I did not pay for that either. That was great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Paul and Adam to say, Andy, Adam, I really appreciate the feedback, Uh, really appreciate the 5 stars. So somebody also left us, it looks like a five-star review, but just didn't feel like saying anything, and that's okay, too. So we uh, thank you guys for supporting us and uh, for saying kind things to us, and hopefully that, like we say, rises us in whatever algorithm Apple is uh, choosing to use in any given week. And uh, more people find us, because we want more and more people in our community and more and more people uh, hopefully helping us spec on what the next big thing is.
2: So it's Adam Graham. Adam Grant. Okay. Well, thank you, Adam Grant. Um, Aaron Churchill sends us an email and says, uh, I'm sure you know this, but Joel Jones is writing a new Catwoman series. I guess those Batman issues will be worth a little more than you thought or worried about, according to the last podcast. <laughs> I missed the panel, but it all makes sense. When I was getting my stuff signed by Joel, oh, they're on a first name basis. I'm jealous. Mm. Uh, I was talk talking about how much I like Jamie S. Rich's writing. Uh, we then talked about how connected they had been over the years. She's drawn a few of his Oni and Dark Horse work. Then she smiled and said it was really funny he was editing her work after all these years. It totally slipped past me that he wasn't editing the Batman books. Now I get it. Pretty cool. Uh, glad I got those issues signed and picked up the C2E2 exclusive cover and signed, and it got it signed. Uh, that just might see a spike come July. Thanks. I knew nothing about those until your podcast and wouldn't have thought to pick them up without listening to you. Uh, although I messed up and didn't get to. Now, how long do you recommend I hold on to it? Can't wait to hear your answer next Saturday. Well, that's cool. You got that exclusive cover. That was like that foil wedding cover. Um, that, that did look pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, that, that one, that one I, I'm a little jealous of. And um, that and some of the other wedding covers as long as the wedding goes off and they're actually married for a while i think you can hold on to them for for a while i don't think it's a quick flip do you
1: anyone else i i would say hold them for now uh i'm firmly in the camp of i hope they don't kind of sideswipe us and you know something show something comes up and the wedding gets canceled or whatever I, i i hope they go through with it i hope that uh there's some good story beats that come of it. I don't expect it to last forever, but from my standpoint, I personally, as a reader, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, as far as those books value goes, um, one thing that we've noticed with the Graffiti Designs DC foil covers from their conventions, they, they do them usually at San Diego, WonderCon, Emerald City, C2E2, basically the read pop shows and, um, in San Diego is by and large, they don't really ever lose their value. Uh, typically the covers are 15 bucks every once in a while you'll get a $20 one and then maybe if there's some leftovers you might get a $10 one depending on how far along it's been but they usually don't really ever lose their value uh, so as far as hold them, in my opinion you don't really have anything to lose you might as well hang on to it especially if it's signed by Joel um, yeah that's that's a great way of doing it
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how the uh, the signature worked on that on that full cover um, probably really pops
1: I've seen a couple and it looks really good. And the nice thing is that the foil that they use for these covers is um, it's kind of like a matte foil as opposed to like a super high gloss. Because, you know, like some of the books like uh, All-Star Batman number one, it wasn't a foil cover, but it was just so glossy that depending on how fresh and good that Sharpie was that they used to sign it. Sometimes it kind of like bubbled or, or beat it up because it was it was hard to retain the ink on it. Yeah. These foil ones don't seem to have as much of an issue with it. I've not personally had any of my foil covers signed that I've ever picked up um, but definitely a, to me a higher quality than some of the glossy paper that are out there.
2: Kyle, what did we get at C2E2? We got a couple of Fools. I know I got a Super Sons and I got a, a Batman. but Redneck. Redneck. It, then we got we got the button, the first button. I think. Yeah, we got the
0: button, and then it was redneck was the other one.
2: And um, I I flipped all of those pretty quickly and didn't hold on to them. So um, that's what I did then. Um, so I'm kind of a, giving you a different advice now. But um, yeah, I, I think I just think the wedding stuff is it, it might be it might be really cool. It, it might uh, it might have a long tail. So I, I'd stick I'd stick around, and and I would be personally disappointed if after this long great build up and we've been kind of invested in this relationship if for some something does happen to get derailed unlike eric i i I hope they don't do that i i hope it goes off without a hitch or it goes off (laughs) there might be a hitch but
0: (laughs) yeah i'm looking for a a little long term on that too i think it's going to be a little bit more than flash in the pan i'm hoping they do some fun stuff with it
2: yeah um Kyle, you took a stab. Uh, March Madness is now over. Uh, it is. Go Villanova Wildcats.
0: Is that who? That is. That you are. You are correct.
2: Once uh, once the Chicago school was out, I was done. Once
0: Loyola got bounced, we, yeah. we immediately jumped on whoever's bandwagon would have us. <laughs>
2: um, but you got the uh, the Dynamic Forces March Madness box, uh, and it was it's. A handful of variants in there and you don't know what you're going to get how's that work it
0: was two it was a it was something i while perusing the uh the previews it it was two random dynamic forces covers uh, and i think after the break it was about 20 bucks and i thought okay we'll take a shot at something here just kind of the, the fun of the the randomization of it hoping to get something neat number one and not something uh kind of off the, the kilter but um, I was a little disappointed, to say the least. Okay, so, what what did you get? I got, you know, you know that, uh, that Iron Man from, uh, several years ago where Tony Stark was a baby? Yeah. Yeah, that one on the cover. I got one of those. Issue 9 variant. That, that much sought after Iron Man issue 9, and it's got the, uh, diaper baby and then the Iron Man helmet for the Dynamic Forces. limited to a one in 3,000, but, uh. Nobody seems to care about that one. That one ha- those ones haven't sold online for quite some time now. So, nothing there. And then the other one I'll probably give to you because uh, it's charmed. Oh, nice issue number four and uh, the the Virgin Joe Caroni cover, Virgin Virgin cover. Again, another one that hasn't moved. So yeah, I got fleeced. It sucked.
2: So not worth twenty bucks.
0: No, like I got two covers that I would not have paid cover for.
2: Okay. Well,
0: it was a shot in the dark. I thought maybe I'd get something that was still laying around.
2: <laughs> now you know, uh, yeah, yep. buyer so, beware on those. Uh, so. You just never know what you're going to get.
0: It, I thought it would be fun, but uh, yeah, it was. It was two things completely dumb and out of my wheelhouse. So, Did
2: you catch your receipt and you could give that back to. That's right. Repack. Hey the uh, the Inkwell Award. Uh, voting is going on from now until the fifteenth. Oh, that's tomorrow. It closes tomorrow, so uh, when you're listening to this, it'll be today. So um, you you better hop on right away and um, and vote. And so it's all about anchors and uh, our uh, the first category is favorite anchor. And the the people that are going to be nominated are John Dell for Clone Conspiracy, John Floyd for Wonder Woman. Jonathan Glapion,
0: <laughs> are they all John?
2: <laughs> They're all John. Uh, action Comics, Dark Knight Metal, and Reborn. Uh, Mick Gray for Superman Justice League, Dan Green for the Sandman Special, and Scott Hanna for All New Wolverine and a ton of other things. Seth Mann for Batman Trinity and Bill Sinkevich uh, for Batman Black Racer and Black Racer and Shiloh Norman Special plus Deathstroke. Um, you get can guess who I voted for on that category? Um, hmm. Only guy it must have I been I a recognize. John. <laughs> no, it was it was <laughs> uh, then they have one that's called most adaptable. It's the uh, artist showing exceptional ink style versatility over other pencil artists, um, and they have to have done at least two two books. It's uh, again Jonathan Glapion, Scott Hanna, Jay J. Leister. Mark Morales, Dexter Vines, and Walden Wong, and they they all have a ton of books to their credits. Um, no, I, I've heard of Dexter Vines. The other guys, uh, unfortunately, these l- inkers don't jump out at me as far as recognition, um, and I feel like I've kind of um, don't know enough about inking. I guess uh, the uh, the favorite small press mainstream. Independent Inc. Inker uh, Sal Buscema for Rom, Irene, Irene Flores for High Five Fight Club, Stefano Gaudino for Manifest Destiny and Walking Dead, Mark Morales uh, for Immortal Brothers, The Tale of the Green Knight, Rodney Ramos for Normandy Gold, Robin Riggs for Black, and Ryan Wynn for Eternity. Um, so there's some uh, at least some books that uh, you know. The, the inking doesn't take away from from uh, the book. you know It's something that, that they either add to it or, or help. Um, uh, then there's this All-in-One Award, which is the favorite artist known for inking their own pencil work. And that's Mitch Jarrods over at Mr. Mink- Miracle, Joel Jones, Lady Killer 2, and Batman, uh, David Marquez, Civil War 2, Terry Moore for Motor Girl, Dan Panosian for slots Stan Sakai for Usagi Liam sharp for Justice League Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman and uh Miko Swayne for blood Sal- salvation so that's the uh that's the biggest category with the with the most uh name recognition for me and uh, that, that would be real that would be a real tough one to call
1: yeah I'm kind of bummed that they left one off of the the last one the all in one they they left Ethan van skyver off. Uh, which I think is kind of a shame. Um, he's he been doing work. He inks his own work, and that has in the past led him to issues with getting things done on time, and he has been uh, newly committed to keeping his deadlines uh, with his Green Lantern book right now, and he's kept his deadlines. He does one issue a month, and his, his pencils and inks are just freaking outstanding, and then he also did um, the Green Lantern dark knights batman analog book and created that character uh design and it's fantastic so I, i'm a little bummed that he's not on this list uh, uh but he, he did you know green
2: lantern he, he did green lantern forever
1: yeah green Lantern. he, he did flash rebirth uh, also with jeff johns
2: yeah i didn't know he was doing some of the other stuff you mentioned that's um interesting
1: yeah yeah and and as a aside if anybody wants to kind of see how he does stuff and, and hear him. He actually has a YouTube channel now where he will, uh, he actually has done teaching kind of things through, through YouTube where he shows how he does his uh, drawing and his inking. Uh, he explains why he does it a certain way. And then, uh, the other big part of it is he interviews other industry folks. Dan, Dan slot was one of the folks. I think Mark Wade was another one and they just talk comics. They talk about creating comics. They talk about them from different angles. So, uh, I would just say, you know, if anyone's interested in that, go ahead and check it out. But my vote goes to Joelle Jones.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She has she's had a pretty good year. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's it's numbers time, and before we hop over onto Comicron, uh, we they also announced that they have started a YouTube channel, and for this month's sales numbers, uh, the guy uh, John Jackson Miller over at Comicron will be. Uh, has a couple of youtube episodes discussing the numbers um basically like a powerpoint with him narrating um but um if you if you want to hear a little more in depth into the numbers uh you can find it out that way i i got a chance to to listen to a little bit of it It sounded pretty cool um and i haven't i haven't had a chance to hear the whole episode yet but um um, so
1: check that out and uh so curiosity does that mean that i'm gonna have to start wearing a shirt and tie to these episodes are you guys gonna do a youtube thing too (laughs)
2: I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I suppose I, I could know.
1: get a Dickie. I don't have to go full on with the tie. <laughs> yeah, that would
2: be awesome. I, I'd love <laughs> to see that. <laughs> no, I don't think we're ready. For, I don't think we're ready for prime time quite yet. No. Okay. <laughs> Kyle would have to shave his beard.
0: Oh my goodness, we don't have enough time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Take us to Comic Con, Kyle.
0: All right, let's head over to Comic-Con. We're going to look at March numbers. And, Drew, I think you were correct. I forced you into picking three of them, and it looks like we had three different items over 100,000.
2: Yeah. Um, and a
0: fourth so, one knocking yeah, on that hesitant. door. Yeah, right there on the door with Weapon H.
2: I was I was hesitant to pull the trigger on, on Amazing uh, 797. Probably should have known better with the the Red Goblin uh, mm-hmm. sp- uh, frenzy. So, um, yeah, it... Uh, Dark Knight's Metal did 187,000. It it has uh, really not waned much. Sales are there. Doomsday Clock, one almost 150 with at 149.581, and uh, that's the fourth issue there. And um, amazing Spider-Man 797 did 128,189.
0: I want to say with Dark Knight's Metal issue five being the low point of the series at 166. So everything else, big numbers on Dark Knight's Metal.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a weird drop, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Weapon H uh, came in in fourth place, and it did uh, 98,600. Batman 42 uh, in fifth with 93,825. Mighty Thor 705, Uh, I believe that finally was the death of Thor, and that was 93,082. Infinity Countdown number one comes in at seventh, rank 7 with uh, 93029 a lot of a lot, lot of heavy hitters right there in the 90s uh Batman 43 comes in at 91000 in 8th place uh, Oblivion Song debuts with 80287 in 9th place and Batman White Knight uh, rounds out the top 10 with 75396 so pretty good top 10 pretty healthy um a lot a lot of stuff in the 90s And um, it just kind of drops off there towards the end. Anything uh, stick out at you there or outside the top ten that you want to note?
0: Of course, with Oblivion Song, we have 80,287, and we know there's actually more than that printed because we talked about the overprint on that because Oblivion Song was committing to not doing a second print. So although it looks like we probably sold, uh, you know, we've, we've shipped... 80,000, I'm guessing that number's closer to 90 or 100.
2: Well, if it's 90, then they're going to have to go to a second print. Because that's not going to be enough to fill reorders.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they printed north of 100,000 of it. Yeah, so? I would oh, think yeah. there would
2: be an extra 40,000 copies beyond that, so that if they were going to try to avoid uh, multiple printings.
1: Yeah, um... I do think it's interesting that Kirkman bumps Kirkman out of the top ten. <laughs> His Oblivion song bumped Walking Dead out.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kirkman on Kirkman Crime.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, one seventy-seven came right outside there with seventy-four thousand, which it's right in. It's been in pretty solid in the seventies for a while, which is cool.
0: A lot of people picking up. Well, I'm sorry, I'm skipping down. I'm not talking about top ten. Never mind.
2: <laughs> no, you yeah, go right ahead to jump to whatever.
0: I was just looking at Action nine ninety nine. Continuing to creep up a little bit in anticipation of one thousand, so a few people jumping on that. I want to, I want the one before that one as well. Train. And Eric, I think you had a lot to do with the True Believers Venom versus Spider Man at number thir- rank thirteen.
1: <laughs> uh, we we did a little damage with it. We did a yeah, little damage, and then it went back for a second print, comic
2: print
0: right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, and then going to a second print, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, that's a really healthy number for a second printing.
1: You know, we may no, have done definitely. some damage, but but Drew, you did some damage yourself with it.
2: Yes. I, yeah, I helped. I helped.
0: <laughs> Saga 50. A few people jumping on for the 50th issue, so it, it's up 18%. Grabbing that 50 in those virgin uh, cover Bs.
1: trying to see if i can't get the numbers for doomsday clock three i know doomsday clock two is around 158 four is at 149.5. i i'm just interested to see how this is going to play out over time with the uh the announcement of going from just two books that were delayed to an every other month uh, layout now so kind of keeping an eye on that i know for some folks it's kind of a a little bit of a momentum killer, and they may switch an abort to a trade. So we'll just kind of see. That's a number, though. I'd keep an eye on.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's um, didn't hurt metal, the long delay for six. Um, so, uh, but but uh, yeah. So now that we know it's going to be a long, sustained series of delays, um, yeah. Why w- do you do you want to wait? That, that's a good call. i would be curious. I, I would imagine there's going to be. Um, some some definite attrition as we go along right so the
0: the weekly avengers comic uh, 683 hitting at 44651 and then 684 jumping 10000 books to 54000 and then 685 plummeting right back down to 46000 and 686 down under those all three of the previous ones at 44596 so a lot of jumping around for four titles within one month on that Avengers series, with six eighty four being uh, an additional ten thousand print over its other three cohorts.
2: That's uh, <laughs> is that because of the Immortal Hulk thing?
1: Yeah, it was the Banner Banner Hulk returns. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if there's anything else that is jumping out at me. Actually, one thing that did surprise me is that we had a Damnation Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider one-shot. That was at uh, 61. It surprised me that it was only 29,562, considering all the heat behind the, uh, the Cosmic Ghost Rider and the Doctor Strange Damnation title has been you know, very steady. Um, just one of those things that I thought maybe would be a little bit higher, but was not to be.
2: Not to be.
0: A good first step for Gideon Falls from Image Comics. Ranked 44, 33,537 for its first issue. Uh, a pretty good number for that.
2: Yeah, that's really a healthy, healthy number, and I don't know if that's um, because of the success of Royal City or something else because well, Royal City is really not that successful. It doesn't sell that well. Um, so I'm not sure what dro-
1: drove that up. Well, I think he had a couple of things. I think, first of all, Jeff Lemire. Um, that's always going to be kind of a known quantity. And he's been gaining steady, um, I think, some steady momentum with his Dark Horse work. So uh, adding on top of that, the other work that he's done helps keep him kind of pushing forward. And then this book, I think, had uh, four covers as well. It had um, a regular, a cover B, a cover C. One of those covers, uh, I think it was the cover B. B was a Lemire cover, had a cover C, and then I think it had a Virgin wraparound as well. So you have four covers to help bolster it. So I think uh, issue two will be the proof to see where we're at with the numbers for sure.
2: Yeah, because there was no Royal City this month.
1: Right. And, you know, as a, it's a number one, so people tend to order heavier on image number ones trying to hit you know first appearances, if the rights get sold, things like that. So you've got that working in it, plus it's Lemire, again, another known quantity that's going to help push that. So I think that we're probably, if I was to make a guess, we're going to see a drop of 10,000 next month, oh, get yeah, it down sure. to the low 30s. Yeah, 20s,
2: yeah. We'll be lucky to be in the 20s next,
1: next yep, month. sorry, 20s.
2: Um, yeah, I, but I'd, I'd like to see, because, I mean, we got... The second issue of Kick-Ass, the second issue of Hit-Girl, and I know those are known quantities and Mark Millar associated and everything. Um, so they're they're still in the 20s. Um, yeah, I'd say though, there's number. a
1: difference. There's a difference with Mark Millar. Uh, I think a lot of people are on to the, the game of pump and dump with IP with him and a lot of stories going unfinished. So I, I think that there is a – I think, honestly, there's some, some people that are just sitting back with Mark Millar and saying, I'll just pick up the trade. Yeah, I think and, think the yeah. w- was he the one that did Chrononauts?
0: Yeah, yeah. Chrononauts. And, yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was the one that I think a lot of people got really peeved with because people were loving it, and then it just stopped. And it was enough to get the IP sold, and that was it. So I I wouldn't be surprised if there might be a little bit of at least in our shop. I know that there's a few folks that have said, "Yeah, I'm kind of done buying his ongoing because I, I get it sucked into a story and then it never finishes."
2: Well, I mean, it was Chrononauts was ten issues um it was pretty solid and I think there was still a lot of story left to tell <laughs> H- Huck was five um starlight was five or six um yeah there was a there's a ton of those that are you know nice nice trades but yeah the, he doesn't seem to want to return to a lot of them and uh, yeah I, I can see that with a lot of image stuff and folks doing that um i hate to see that because i like i like comics in the coming out every month and reading them every month, but I, I understand it.
1: Right. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's something that a Jeff Lemire, a Kieran Gillen, folks like that, they tell their story, right? Wicked and Divine's on issue 35, 36, something like that. Royal it City's going strong. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, there's a there's a built-in trust with a creator who's going to carry through and finish the story they want it to be finished. Obviously, yeah. a BKV, Robert Kirkman. I mean, yeah. these are names, these are big names, uh, no different than Millar, especially in Kirkman's case in my books, and yet people are going to stick with them because they know they're going to tell the full story, and they're going to choose to get off because the reader wants to get off, not because the creator stops the creation.
2: Yeah, and Lemire's, um other book, Descender, was on the charts with its 28th issue. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, he has long runs of of things at Valiant as well. So, yeah, I, I get that. Um, more people willing to trust him as an ongoing uh, creator. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense.
1: Another one who I think will start to get to that level, he certainly, uh, with his readership, has gained full trust and his pure output uh, is Colin Bunn. A lot of people who are in for a penny on Colin Bunn are in for a pound. Uh, he tells great stories. He A lot of them are a little bit more mature, darker in tone and content. But uh, he is one of those guys where he's earned the trust because he puts out his stories. He puts out his issues. I mean, I think in one month of previews, he had six or seven books solicited across four or five publishers. And the guy's a workhorse. He's a beast. And, uh, you know, that that's the kind of thing that people are, I think, getting more and more drawn to is, can you meet your deadlines? Can you put it out? And do I not feel cheated that the story ended too soon?
2: Yeah. Um, I think he's the only one putting anything out of Avatar right now, seems
1: like.
0: Aftershock, too. He's got a lot of Aftershock books.
1: Mm-hmm. And is coming to a close. He's got one or two Boom titles, I think, as well. <laughs> So, sorry, that was a tangent. I just thought I'd no, toss that I just, in uh, there.
2: I, I, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, you know, uh, there is...
2: There, image Image's high of 2012 to 2015 or so, um, where they could really do no wrong, um, has soured in a lot of people's minds now. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe because they're putting out 60 books a, a month, so there's a lot more to choose from, so you either... Keep going with this ongoing that you like or try something new, you know, if you have a limited time or budget for those things. So um, I, I want that that heyday for me, a uh, three year heyday when, you know, Saga was crushing and Southern Bastards and, you know, everything that was coming out in the in, the, in that was just amazing and groundbreaking stuff. Um, we're away from that now. There's still a lot of good stuff that comes out more sporadically and, uh, it's, it, there's some clutter there. There's some stuff that's not groundbreaking and amazing. It's just okay. Which, you know, we have that at other publishers, but for some reason, uh, you know, you hear a lot more about images kind of fall from grace as, as kind of being the, the, the next great, uh you know member of the big two big three type thing
0: for me the biggest thing with image is all of the in my mind perceived hidden minis things that come out and are solicited as ongoing but are the very next couple uh previews come out as capped at six or capped at seven capped at eight yeah uh, that just rubbed me the wrong way and has actually prevented me from jumping on several titles
2: yeah um, I, I, yeah, I i get it i know i know why they do it um, i don't agree with it either um, and and it's and it's quite possible that if if that number one issue sells twice the number that it does that they don't in subsequent months put that of five of six on there um, it could be all sales driven that they have multiple jump, multiple story arcs to tell, but they can get out whenever they can get out, depending on what the sales arc is, is, is going. And they have a crack sales staff there that knows if you sell this based on attrition, this is where it's going to end up by the time you get to this issue. So how long do you want to do it? Um, if standard attrition applies, how long do you want to do it before you start losing money? I understand it completely. I just don't like it.
1: No, I, I hear you. Uh, I know for us in the store, when it comes to ordering, uh, especially when it comes to ordering things like image titles, we tend to go pretty, uh, pretty close to pre-orders. If it's something like a Lemire, you know, like Gideon Falls, we definitely ordered a handful of extra for the shelf. Uh, to try and let people get hooked on to them, obviously Kirkman we're gonna order extra, BKV we're gonna order extra, uh, Ed Brubaker we're gonna order extra, but a lot of other folks we're just we're not going to. It, it for the first issue it may be you know two issues extra that we get for the shelf, and by the time we hit FOC for number two, we may not order any extra and just have folks let us know if they like number one and they want number two. We'll go ahead and add it because chances are. They're not going to sell out of it right away uh, if it's a book that isn't getting a lot of buzz. Obviously, if it's getting a lot of buzz, we would know and we'd make an adjustment. So, But there's one that I found on this list that I wanted to call to your attention, Drew, number 217. It's the first issue out of Image that you really liked, Dry County. Yeah. Print run, or, or I guess I should say, invoiced sales to retailers of 7,017. So pretty small print run.
2: And, and I, re- I read the second issue since then and um, it's good it's, it's got a really unique uh, storytelling style where it's like pages ripped from a diary in between the panels um, so there's kind of like a, a journal element to it as well as cartooning and uh, dialogue balloons so it's, it's kind of interesting um, it, It's the second issue held up it was good, but not quite as good as that first one. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But 7,000 is a good number if it, if it catches.
1: Agreed.
0: Moon Knight stays above 20,000 for one more month at rank 106.
2: 20,383. eighty three. What is your number? 193. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Will we make it to 200? Man, it's good. It's going to be a challenge. Uh, You know, Marvels leaves the stuff out a little little below the Mendoza line than they used to, but man, it used to get it get to twenty thousand. It was gone, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know how much more patient they can be. That stinks. Twenty
0: thousand. No, you're still above for now.
2: Yeah, three hundred eighty-three copies more of that so yeah so 194 is going to drop below and that was such a long arc it was such a long that, that Sun God Ra arc just way too long you know you could have done that in three issues which you know you can say that about most of these mm-hmm. the final issue of Jessica Jones uh Brian, uh, Michael Bendis's anyway, he says goodbye to that character with a really great final issue, um, and it sold
1: 17,000 copies. Boy, I tell you, Drew, this is a book you and I read. I think we talk about it every time I'm on with you, and and for folks that hear it, I'm sorry for repeating it, but Jazz Maynard is so good, and the Jazz Maynard Volume 2 Issue 2 invoiced sales of 773 copies. I don't understand that. It's so dang good. It's way better
2: than 700 copies worth, I'll tell you that. Yeah.
0: Down at rank 220, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur 29. That is your first appearance of the uh, new Fantastic Four, I believe. Um, Only 6,717, so a very small print run. Of course, we talked a lot about uh, number 28 with a print run of 6,600. Um, was the first appearance of <laughs>
1: um, Omnipotentus nice. um, or whatever?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So super small run, super desirable books, and uh, uh, collecting a, at least double cover on twenty nine, and and quite a bit more for twenty eight still. So twenty eight was market.
2: was the first um, Fantastic Four. Um, what 29
0: 29 is the new is the first appearance of the new fantastic four like fantastic four is now back and the first time you see them is this book with only 6717 copies
2: huh well um wolf was happy then that it's it's i'm
0: happy like i said i picked up uh, a bunch of those in loyola i picked up well a copy of 29 and two of 28 so i was able to snag a few of those before they disappeared
2: yeah, that's 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 interesting. Um, weird book to debut. The new Fantastic Four, though, but okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, that's that's. I mean, six thousand six hundred and fifty you nine know, That's about the number of people that like Fantastic Four. So that makes <laughs> sense to me.
2: <laughs> Eric, you won't punch him through the <laughs> mic.
1: I love the old original classic FF. I'm uh, I'm undecided on the new FF until I see what Slot does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was
2: because I was a big fan of. The last before they canceled uh, FF and um, Fantastic Four, the fract- what Fraction was doing. I thought those were really good, and but nobody was buying them. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Absence makes the heart go fonder, maybe.
0: There you go. Uh, a one of the comics for fun and profit speculation bundle picks come into me from Black Mask Studios, issue number one, four thousand four hundred and ninety nine. Uh, issues of that already on the first issue coming in two weeks late so come on <laughs> black mask we've put our faith in you um let's 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 you're already behind the ball let's go come on yeah and of course breathless also coming out from black mask just below that at four 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 four. Ballard of Sang from Oni Press at 279 I picked up uh, some of that looked like a neat little uh, story of a samurai kid Uh, so neat to see there's only 4,265 if something cool happens with that Uh, a very small print run so hopefully some uh, additional copies of that keep going up
2: yeah are we are we ever going to see something launch at 5,000 copies and then people get excited and it start reading it and it starts to climb like Walking Dead did over time.
0: Yeah, the why the last man's and the Walking Dead's of the world. Yeah,
2: what's the last book that's that's kind of you know, ten issues in, it's it's better than it was when it started. I don't know if there's that many. I can't think of any off the top of my head.
1: I think with the way the current spec market goes on getting number ones, it's getting harder and harder to see.
2: I mean, even if it's... I mean, even not speculation, though, people still sample books. Right. And they sample number one. Sadly, that's why Marvel slaps the ones on things every three to six months.
0: Yeah, I think the problem is the industry. And, and they, like, if you stayed with a... I mean, Walking Dead, the numbers didn't jump that high, even through the first ten issues, I don't think. No, it took, like, 40, I think, to build... So I think... I think if that trend were to continue in 2018, that book would have, you know, they would have gone to Kirkman and said, "Hey, we recommend you renumber this and start over, or <laughs> yeah. relabel yeah. it, or tr- you know, take it to uh, AfterShock or something." Or Adler so would on. have said,
2: "Well, let's do let's do the uh, trade break and uh, take three three months off so that we can put the trade out, so I can get caught up, and uh, they wouldn't put books out every month like they they did for a while." Or three times a month, even. I think that's everything that's jumped out to me. Anything else for you guys?
1: I don't think so.
2: Yeah, that's all I got.
1: Some well, good
0: numbers. A few of the things I'm looking at are some smaller numbers. Your squarriers on here.
1: Yeah. Yes. Stabity Bunny number three on here. That's another one. Uh... Where's that guy Stabity? But yeah, 338. three thirty eight, three thousand copies I see on on the mighty Ebays. I'm seeing a copy of it that went for eight bucks plus four dollars shipping.
2: Yeah, it's Time. it's still Throw up
0: the Stabity run.
2: It still gives. It still keeps giving. Kyle, you called that. I was uh, a naysayer. Um, Before we hop on to the FOC for the week, the final order cutoff list, uh, because of the popularity of our previous variant bundles, uh, the good folks at Cowabunga have agreed to uh, roll out another batch for us this month. So, Eric, you got some details on what we're doing?
1: Sure do. So, uh, those of you that listen that are part of our monthly subscriber list, you've already seen... A lot of those prices, I'm actually happy to announce that we're going to cut them a little bit farther based on some of the promotional work that Marvel is doing. We are going to give a little bit more of a discount. So I'll be sending an email out uh, in the next day or two just highlighting what those price drops are for all of you. Uh, but for everybody who is not and who's interested in listening, uh, we're just, I'm just going to start at the top. And that's basically, uh, we're going to start on my top of my list, which is Thor number one. We've got a Ward 1 in 25 variant. That one we are selling for $42. We've got a Rivik 1 in 50 variant that we are selling for $80. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got a Thor Kirby Remastered 1 in 500. We are going to sell that baby for 675 Our Distinguished Competition over at DCBS is at 1100 And uh, Thor number one, Kirby Black and White Remastered, one in 1,000. We are going to sell that at $1,260. And again, our distinguished uh, competitors are at $2,400. So almost double what we are. All right, leaving Thor, we'll go to Tony Stark Iron Man number one. We have an Adi Granov one in 25 variant. We've got 45 on that one. Uh Tony Stark Iron Man number one Ross variant one in fifty. We've got sixty-seven dollars and a mighty fifty cents on that. <laughs> and then a one in one hundred Aja variant also for that uh, Iron Man number one. And that one we're at 135. Moving right along, uh we've got Immortal Hulk number one. We have a Clayton Crane one in twenty five variant for 45 bucks, a Dale Keown one in fifty for sixty seven dollars and fifty cents. A Buscema remastered one in five hundred for six seventy-five, and a Buscema black and white remastered one in one thousand for twelve sixty. We'll move down to Deadpool. We've got a handful of Deadpool books. There's a Deodato one in twenty-five. That's forty-five bucks. A Liefeld one in twenty-five for forty-five dollars. A Scotty Young one in twenty-five for forty-five dollars, and an Opeña one in fifty for seventy-two dollars. And then we've got the two big ones, a Liefeld Remastered 1 in 500 for 675 and a Black and White Remastered 1 in 1000 for 1260 And then the last two that we have rounding out the list this month are Doctor Strange 1. We have a Delato variant 1 in 50 for $85, and a Chris Bocciolo 1 in 25 for $42. So that is the list. Wow. Yep. That's a, that's yeah. a
2: healthy list. Um, are we doing cover complimentary cover A's this time?
1: Oh, you betcha. We're going to carry that practice on. It seems to be uh, working well for everybody, so why would we change something that's working?
2: Okay, so free cover A plus your sweet uh, variant for those prices. When I get the email, I'll add that into the show notes so that it's in there. Otherwise, you're going to have to listen to this if you want to capitalize on it this week. And as soon as I get that email, I will, uh, I will fold that into our show notes going forward
1: until the deadline, which is going to be when? Well, so our pre-order deadline is the 24th, but, uh, technically I can probably extend these orders just like the other ones up to the FOC date. So if you are on the fence and you don't know what you want to do, and it's after the 24th of the month, just go ahead and let me know. And we'll, uh, we'll make it work out and I'll let you know if we still have some available. Okay,
2: Okay. so we've got uh, about 9-10 days um, really to make it comfortably to guarantee that you've got those but you might be able to get some of them otherwise but especially those big ones. Uh, right. We, you, to guarantee you, you've you only got 9-10 uh, days to figure that out. Um, so uh, best way for them to get a hold of you and uh, and place that order?
1: Yeah, probably the easiest way is you can either send an order to or, or send a request to me, Eric, E-R-I-C, at cowbungacomics.com, again, cowbunga with a K, or you can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash incredicow. send us a message, uh, and it will, it, if it's one of the variant ones, it'll be uh, responded to by me Um You can try and call the shop. That's hit or miss based on how busy we are. I would say with the move coming up, we've been starting to move some stuff over already. Uh, Shop calls can be a little bit tricky, so best to just send a message first, and I can always follow up with a call myself. Might be the easiest way to do it. Very cool.
2: That's awesome. We appreciate that. We appreciate it being exclusive for um, our listeners. That's pretty awesome. And um, um, we'll have to check and make sure... We can take care advantage of those deals. So um, if anything sounded cool, give Eric a call. Now let's head over to my favorite part of the week, and that's the FOC list. And you're not gonna believe this, but I found stuff I want again. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, I might as well just forget about. I'm I'm just gonna stop ordering, pre-ordering, and I'm just gonna just place my orders on FOC. (laughs) I, I think I'm doubling my order over the course of the month by just foc and the heck out of this stuff but one of the first things that popped uh for me was that second printing of batman 44 which is a black and white version of the dress cover uh, by Joel jones so i gotta have that um for sure that that one was pretty sweet and uh something i missed during the pre-order cycle is the scooby apocalypse 25 issue um that's it's going to spoil it if if you're a, if you're one of the other 7 Scooby Apocalypse readers let <laughs> me, uh, it's going to spoil it but it's a um it's a character death um so one of the one of the Scooby gang dies in issue 25 um so I'm I'm definitely jumping on that I got to have that I think that'll be hot I'm getting both covers um
0: did you see the cover of Scooby Apocalypse that was in the previews catalog
2: I must have missed it.
0: Uh, it like if that's what they solicited from the beginning, I'd have read that book. It is cool looking.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a pretty con read. I'm telling you, if you could got through the corniness of the beginning, it, it's it's worth it. It's worth reading. Um, there's another one. Uh, the Suicide Squad 41 B cover, um, was really pretty. A pretty sweet cover um, by Matina. And I, uh, uh, I just was looking at that thing. And I was like, yeah, I gotta have that. I don't really read um, Suicide Squad, but that that cover made me pull the trigger. It was just, it was beautiful. Um, there's a, jump in whenever. I'm just gonna keep going.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still up in Dark Horse, but why don't you rattle yours off and then yeah. we'll go back through.
2: And then there's uh, a, a Maestro's uh, Virgin co- wraparound cover for number six that is the Steve Scrocci uh, masterwork man it's just beautiful so that's the cover B uh, virgin wrap, and uh I had to have that and uh i think the last thing i had to have uh were was the medieval spawn witch blades that were uh, mcfarland a mcfarland cover and the black and white version of the McFarlane cover um they were really cool and todd McFarlane and i go way back um uh, so I'm, I'm excited. All the way
1: back to what was that ASM 300? <laughs> two. It was like two ninety eight. Is that right? Oh, and you skipped over 300. That's right. You got mad at him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had it. <laughs> I, I had
2: a lot of those. Yeah. So I'm excited about what those are going to look like. I, I, I just, but I, I like Todd McFarlane, so um, I'm going to definitely grab those. I must have missed those in the pre-order cycle as well. So another seven books um that uh i missed in the pre-order cycle but thanks to um my lcs cowabunga and the foc list i am able to fill fill that order which is
1: really cool i love it and we fill it at the same percentage discount that we do when the initial solicit comes out no hijinks no games no nothing same pricing
2: yeah all right I, i got excited um, now we can go talk about Dark Horse.
1: Yes, <laughs> the most important book on this entire list. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just wanted to call attention to World of Tanks Citadel Number One. This is uh, yeah. if you're a World War II fan, if you are a Garth Ennis fan, like his war stories, this oh, is the I'm Eastern back. Front 1943. It's a number one. It's uh, it's starting out, and art is by PJ Holden. Um, Garth, if you if you're interested in war books, but you don't want to jump in too heavy. Ennis's stuff hits both the historically accurate side as well as the easy to consume side. It is something that you can read and understand and get in the mindset of, but not be burdened down with not knowing the history of every movement of every campaign that happened, whether he's in the Pacific, if he's in, you know, the European front, if he's in Israel, if he's in the cold war doesn't matter. So if you're at all interested in it, I would definitely recommend world of tanks Citadel number one.
2: And I believe a video game property as well. I think so. I was a long time reader of his uh, war stories books and, uh, this last volume has, you know, been three issue arcs and a different war story, some different campaign, different war, uh, and, uh, it just kind of immerses you, tells the story. You're not in too long and then, then moves on to another one, but it's, yeah, it's really cool. In an absence of right. Sergeant Rock, um, it's the next best <laughs> thing.
1: That was all I had for Dark Horse. Kyle, I don't know if you had anything up there.
0: Nah, just nope.
1: Okay. Uh, If I jump into DC, the next thing for me is uh, Batman the Dark Prince Charming uh, Book 2 of 2. Those are the hardcover issues, and uh, the first one was not only was it visually stunning, the actual writing of it, too, was was great. So looking forward to getting the second one and throwing it up on my uh, shelf. I'm actually kind of crossing my fingers that it goes to a second print, uh, I know it sounds ridiculous for a $12.99 uh, single issue, I guess they're calling it, but they are definitely, it's like triple size. They're not not—they're not skimpy issues. Um, 100, uh, yeah, 64 pages, so triple size. And they have different art on each of the covers. So I got the first issue hardcover and love the Batman. He's kind of that classic Batman with the, the cape kind of coming up around his face. And then they did a second print and I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, damn it. Now I got to buy this too because it's so cool. Uh, so I, I am hoping that it goes to a second print for book two. So I can have two sets, but that's me being a, an idiot. Uh, but gorgeous stuff. If you haven't tried it, check it out. It's, it's really, really good.
0: I heard a ton about it when that first one came out, we talked about it possibly being under the radar. And I think, uh, I think Jason in Hawaii was, uh, was big on that one, if I remember correctly. And, uh, once that hit shelves, a lot more people than, uh, than wanted it beforehand, wanted it as soon as they saw it. Yeah. The
2: nobody things. knew what the heck was going on. It was like, what is this now it's it's a hardcover comic and it's not a it's not a full trade it it, it was it was a strange animal when it during the solicitation cycle and um uh, yeah it's cool that it when it came out it was it it was uh, worth the wait and or worth worth checking out
1: yeah no it's it's fantastic um i think the next thing for me is down an image kyle so if you got anything in between just jump in mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I'd say, an image is just uh, awareness of barrier one through five. Uh, those are the BKV books that were on Panel Syndicate uh, being released. The Free Comic Book Day barrier number one is only the first uh, twenty pages or something like that. Uh, barrier one and barrier five are both four ninety nine issues, and they are each I think double size, fifty six pages for. Issue 5, and uh, the same thing for Issue 1. So you're getting some pretty hefty book for the price point on those. So just a kind of a call-out to awareness. And then shortly after that is Isola number 1, went back to a second print. It's a black-and-white cover. Uh, I think it's cover A, just black-and-white tones with the red Isola logo on the top. And along with that, they're soliciting uh, Issue 2. That was a pretty popular book, sold out right away for us.
2: Um Yeah, it's weird that they're they're putting issue one and two of Barrier out on the same day.
1: Yeah, I think they wanted to try and squeeze it all out in one month. Uh but, but yeah, they did, didn't I, want to
2: infringe on free comic book day having a that week.
1: Right. Let's see. Down in the Marvel world, anything fun going on in there? All sorts of crazy.
0: Just your venoms. We get a look at that j Scott Campbell. It's a really neat cover.
1: Yes, it is.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about the, that too. I don't. That's that's Donnie kate's right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. How many did you guys end up getting to that? Total? How many do we have on order? Yeah. Of all the covers, uh... Wasn't there a one in... Was there a one in
2: 1,000 for Venom?
1: Yeah, one in 1,000, one, one in We've got, like, 1,100 copies of all the... Across all the covers. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's so if you're looking for... Donny
0: Case was, like, was really excited about writing this.
1: So, yeah, actually... Oh, okay. So, talking with... Uh, C.B. Sibolsky and Jason Aaron at C2E2, or at the Diamond Retailer Summit, uh, they were, well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you off air about something along those lines, because it makes me laugh. No, no, go Uh,
2: ahead.
1: Well, okay, so, well, first first thing with that is um, they were saying that Donnie walked into one of their writing retreats, When it came out that he was going to take over Venom and he sat down and over the next like 10, 15 minutes, literally rattled off an arc for arc plan for 100 issues of Venom. Wow. Wow. Um, Almost the next 10 years of a monthly Venom book. And everybody at first thought he was joking when he said, I've got a plan. Uh, You know, it's about 100 issues, about 10 years. And then by the end, everybody just kind of looked at him and was like, we're in.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. So if you can get me to read venom. That's, that's pretty good.
1: And I, I guess, so the, the thing I was going to say, that's kind of a side note is there's there's two pieces. Now, James and I know that we are incredibly, incredibly fortunate to be in the position we're in, obviously to have the store, uh, to be able to do things like this podcast, our podcast, um, you know, all of those things go to the retailer summits and obviously meet the people that we meet. The thing that neither of us, I guess, ever anticipated or thought of was these comic creators, by and large, are not a-holes. They're not, you know, self-important pricks kind of people. Like You find a lot of sports stars that they talk in the third person, they don't really care, they, they put on a good show. I'm not saying all of them. There are many that don't, but you see that more often than not. And you kind of have this perception that, uh, with Hollywood and things like that, there's going to be a certain percentage of this top end talent that you see, or these some you know seemingly important and integral people in the industry, that are they're not going to live up to expectations. And by and large, with comics, that is so far from the truth. And case in point, uh, Jim Lee. So when when James and I started and went to our very first uh, discussion with DC Comics the thought that Jim Lee was there sent us into a tizzy. We didn't even know what to do. It was like, what's your pants? What do you do? It was so (laughs) exciting. Um, and as we were talking to other retailers and as we've continued to talk to them, he's been doing this for, for years with DC comics. And it's not because, uh, they try and, you know, push out the celebrity. It's because he's a co-publisher. He cares deeply about the product that's out there. He cares deeply about the industry and, you know, I can't remember who it was. Somebody asked us like, you know, how exciting is it to meet Jim Lee? And my answer is the first time you meet Jim Lee, it is one of the most exciting experiences as a comic fan that you'll have. It's Jim Lee. He sold 8 million copies of X-Men. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. But every time after that, it's literally like, oh, we're going to go say hi to Jim today. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things where he's just one of the, the guys. And, and it's just insane to think about that, but also really, really cool. And, We met Jason and CB after their discussion, and it was literally that same thing. You never know how someone is going to be when you don't regularly talk to them. You've never met them before. Um, You kind of have a perception in your mind, and it's just so amazing when you talk to them and they're just like, oh, I I actively care about your store. Send me emails. Keep me informed. If you have concerns or questions, you can reach out to me. Uh, If you want to talk about doing certain things. We always want to help. We want to partner. Let us know. I mean, it's just like it's its a very different perception than what, especially I think what Marvel has gotten over the last couple of years. I think a lot of people have not necessarily cast Marvel in a great light. Um, but it's, yeah. So it, for, what, for some people, I mean, Kyle, I know you were joking in jest with the name dropping thing. But some people may think that. And that's just not the case when you get to know these people. They're just regular people. Um, you know, I'm sure people get really excited when they say I got to see Drew and Kyle at C2E2 or something like that. (laughs) And, and I'm not kidding. It's, it's kind of that same thing. So, um, you guys should pat yourself on the back. And I think it's also a great thing for the industry that a lot of our top talent, a lot of our most influential and important people in the industry and the publishing, all of that kind of stuff are so approachable, so open to discussion and really just genuine good people. Especially if, uh, you're buying uh, their books a thousand at a time. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that uh, the person that finds that kind of stuff out is David Gabriel, right? He's the sales guy, the vice president of publishing and sales. That's him. CB has no clue what the numbers are. We we are comic shop A to the comic shop alphabet. It doesn't matter. True. Um, and so to have him treat us the way he did was awesome
2: yeah the, the yeah, yeah most most creators that I've met are pretty awesome um, the ones that aren't are usually the ones you have to pay five hundred dollars for a VIP badge to see <laughs> <laughs> those guys probably less less cool and approachable uh, and want to hang out type of guys but um yeah most most of the creators on Arlish alley I've always found to be um, pretty darn uh, likable I agree. And uh, James and Eric, if you want to hear more about
0: their Diamond Retailer Summit, episode 41 of their CalCast, um, just hours after their final day, final Retailer Summit meeting, uh, they recorded a, a neat little podcast that goes a little bit more in depth into some of that. Uh, a really good one. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. And we we have to get a C2E2 uh, Friday recap for everybody. Uh, however, the day, so we were at C2E2, C2E2 on Friday, came back at 2 a.m. Saturday after a few meetings that we had that went late into the night. Saturday morning at uh, 9 a.m., we got the keys to our new store, and by 10.30, we already had boxes moved in, so we've been a little bit busy, uh, but we do want to get that recording out there, and we'll we'll work on that as quickly as we can.
2: That's right. That's this week.
1: The move is this week, uh, starting this week, and then the, the soft opening is uh, Wednesday, May 2nd, and the grand reopening is Free Comic Book Day, where we will have scads of sales and all sorts of good stuff going on.
2: That's cool. Wish we had that bullet train from uh, here to Milwaukee ready to go. I think
1: it's called Southwest Airlines. <laughs> that's true. I think that's what they branded it as. That's true. We
0: could the do Greyhound that. of the sky. <laughs> that's right.
1: Um, so we did kind of leave off in Marvel, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call off call out a couple more things. So one of the one of the books that we're kind of surprised about had relatively small. Uh, initial orders compared to some of the other things is hunt for wolverine adamantium agenda number 104 for two reasons obviously it's a Hunt for wolverine but the second and probably more shocking one is it's written by tom taylor Mm -hmm. um which is a guy that people in our store like they know they associate with so we're kind of hoping that uh that that one will pick up not only for our sake but for his sake because he's a great writer
2: and i wonder uh, if and then, it's because well i'm a little hesitant a little gun shy that this is a, a a prequel leading up to you know whatever we've been getting these little page teasers in in all the books you know Wolverine bouncing around looking for people and 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 you know all these infinity things leading up to uh the infinity movie there's there's all these different variations that are coming out so i i, I wasn't really sure if this was actually going to be the right wolverine to even read Mm -hmm. you know it's the hunt for is he are they really going to find him i don't know right crap this is the one i was thinking about the other day and i
0: missed so eric i will be contacting you the uh the cover c on these the where's wolverine is the one in four that will follow all four that will make the giant where's waldo poster that i think looks really cool
1: yep that is correct
0: Crap. Okay, I'll be adding those late because I want that those four. And it is yep.
2: only three ninety nine, which is you know not typical for issue one three ninety nine. I'm sure four will be nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you.
1: Those jerks. Um, other ones that I think I'll I'll call out on here just for a couple of reasons. Uh, Moon Knight by Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood hardcover. Drew, you you raved about this uh, this run of. Moon Knight, I picked up the first trade and I absolutely th- uh, thoroughly enjoyed it so I decided I would hold off and buy the full collection so I am getting this hard cover to go on my shelf because it was fantastic
2: um, yeah, this so is, I blame this is you only for that six issues? this collects 6 issues or this collects 12? 14, 14 that's better, for thirty four yep. ninety nine. I was hoping
1: yep, 1 through 14 320 pages yeah that'll be nice and it's on a deep discount through Cowabunga. <laughs> um, if you're an omnibus fan, the uh, Spider-Man vs. Venom omnibus is out uh, for FOC. It is 1160 pages, and it has that Spider-Man 300 in it, uh, and just tons of other great issues. So for 125 bucks, that would get you what? Probably the maybe the coverless. ASM 300 or maybe the front and back cover and no innards. So yeah, just for that alone might be worth uh, picking up. Heck, if you get that, I'll throw in a True Believers ASM 300 reprint <laughs> wow. for you for free.
2: That's awful nice of you.
1: I know a guy who has five of them, so I can easily snag one from that pile. <laughs> Better not. <laughs>
2: Got plans for those. Um, oh, oh, okay.
1: You going to frame one and put it in each room? Yeah. Out, um, and he just see. he
2: just cries into one of them. <laughs> I just Star Wars Thrawn number four is on here, and I just finished the third issue. Um, what a surprise for me because you know I was getting a little Star Wars fatigue. Uh, they'd been some of those minis had been missing for me, and this has been great, um, and and something that I, I wish that this I wish this was an ongoing. Um, I had never even heard of this character, didn't know anything about the novels that existed, so. Um kind of missed out on that whole uh, area of the universe, but this this comic has been a really great ad- adaptation or inspired by um, that world. and um Jody is doing a great job on it, and uh, something that i hope I hope catches on and maybe they can tell some more stories with this character
1: for sure. yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, drew you're... Dodge City number three is on here. Yes. Dodgeball, baby. Think.
2: I don't think
1: there's nothing really much else on here as far as I'm concerned. Uh,
0: nothing else for me either.
1: There's a Savage Tales Vampirella one shot from Dynamite that is uh, it's $4.99, 48 pages, and looks like it's just a. Kind of an old-time Vampirella, just a one-shot. So if some, if you're a Vampirella fan out there, you might want to look at that. Uh, and then we've got a new Warhammer 40K uh, mini series starting of Warhammer 40K Death Watch, one of four. And that's actually become a fairly popular book for us in our shop. We obviously have Warhammer, but... Uh, so the guys come in, something- they
2: play the game, then they go over to the comic rack and pull that off the shelf
1: and buy it. They do, they that's do, cool. and they've, they did, they were not aware of the comics. We got in a couple of the one of the miniseries first issues. A guy saw it and went crazy. Got it. Showed all the other players. So now we've got a handful of folks that are getting it. And then on top of that, they are now reading comics in general. So they've branched out and started reading other publishers, other titles, things like that. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a little gateway
2: because we always, you know, we're always like, why, well, why
1: don't people go see the Marvel movies and rush
2: out in droves to. By Avengers or Black Panther, but there maybe there's other avenues like this where yeah. folks can get in and uh, and start reading, which is cool.
1: Yeah yeah.
0: Anything else in FOC for either?
2: Nope.
0: All right. If FOC's done, let's head on over to our previews, our sneak peek. I'm going to previewsworld.com, clicking on new releases. I can't do anything without a table view, and we're looking at April 18, 2018, this coming Wednesday. Drew and Eric, let's start where we always like to start, at least the last couple weeks, since they move things around on us a little bit. Let's start in Boom.
2: Hey, before we do that, um, you get uh, the retail order form before everybody else, don't you? I do. And do you have any kind of inside dirt on what the...
1: Order of the premier publishers
2: is going to be for the next the next catalog.
1: Uh, I will not get that until Tuesday.
2: Oh, Okay, okay. I am I am I, I'm so nerdily curious as to if because this uh, last catalog that we have that we're working on right now to place our orders stuck boom, and dynamite into the front half into the premier section, but after Marvel and i think dynamite was actually before boom so it didn't even go alphabetical with those two at the end so i'm like well, this this it had to be deliberate and i don't understand why uh, like maybe they're rookies and dynamite's bigger than do boom so uh, that's why so i'm really curious as to what that next catalog is going to look like and i might be the only person that cares
1: but i <laughs> it still is of interest to me <laughs> Yeah, I should have my first look, uh, I think, either this Tuesday or Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. You're not sworn to secrecy.
2: Give me a heads up on what that's going to look like.
1: Yeah, sure. Not a problem.
2: Um, so, boom, uh, has fence, number five, my long-awaited...
0: An FOC incentive copy.
2: Yeah, what does that mean?
0: It means you can only get it on FOC.
2: Indeed. So that was that was a few weeks ago. We could have FOC that incident mm-hmm. variant. Okay.
1: Yes.
0: And is Boom the only one really doing the FOC exclusives?
1: No, Image does that a lot. Image. They don't. They that don't call well. it that though. Correct. Like uh, the first, what was it? I think the first two of the Walking Dead Sinkevich covers didn't make themselves available to FOC. Uh, In the, uh, Marvel has, Marvel has not done FOC exclusives, but what they have done is they've added covers after the preview solicitations came out. So I don't consider that the same, but they do add late, uh, late variants. And then uh, customers find out because they, their retailer tells them. So, you know, I'm not really 100% sure how this is supposed to work. If the intent is, ooh, hey, retailers who pay attention to FOC, you can sneak a couple of these and maybe upcharge a little bit or something like that. Uh, or if it really is meant for retailers, hey, heads up, this is a, uh, an FOC cover that you can use in your store. I don't know. For us, we kind of take a look, and if we see one, we try and pass the word to those who we know would be interested in it. Um but yeah, and for anyone out there who orders through us, if you want the FOC list, uh, I'm now getting into a weekly habit of sending it out because I've got a couple of people besides Drew and Kyle that get it. So if you want to be on that, that's fine, and you can you know add books to your list, not a problem. Um, but yeah, so we we just kind of treat it as a oh hey heads up this is on here now you may want to grab it. But
2: in the Marvel stuff, even though they
1: that's that would be on that list. It would be on the FOC if it came out after previews, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah.
2: It's some of this inside baseball stuff's a little confusing.
1: It is the only time that it's not on the the FOC list is either a, if the publisher doesn't utilize FOC, uh, which is pretty much probably sixty to seventy percent of the back half small small publishers. But even then, some of them are starting to get into the FOC thing because they see it as a way to be able to bump numbers if there's awareness. Uh, So that's one reason. And the other reason would be if it's uh, like those Young Gun Virgin variants that Marvel threw in, those were free retailer books that were um, kind of like surprise goodies for us. So those aren't things that we could order any more of. And therefore, there's no reason to put it on FOC. So those are really the only two reasons why things wouldn't be on FOC. Yeah,
2: that's kind of cool. Uh,
0: I got nothing else in move
2: Nope.
0: All right, let's head on down to Dark Horse.
2: Yeah, Black Hammer came back, and they felt they needed to renumber. Jeff Lemire did this. Um, it's been a great series. I really enjoyed it. Um, it. It it was weird. It was weird the way the last volume kind of stopped, and then he did a bunch of these like offshoot miniseries that were one or two issues. It, it was just strange. Um, but now it's back and hopefully this is the whole gang together and kind of get back on track with this book. Cause it was, it's been really great.
0: And an awesome Scotty Young cover. Oh, nice. Anything else?
1: No. N- nope, not for me.
0: All right, let's head them down to DC, where Action 1000 will dominate the day.
1: Yeah, do you guys have a favorite cover? We've got all the, the A cover, and then the 30s, 40s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, or if you're really a big fan, the Blink cover. Do you guys have a favorite?
0: Uh, I like the 2000s. I guy.
1: kind of figured you'd be a 2000s guy.
2: I, I like the 80s.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: And I think everybody feels that the 30s and 40s covers Does not necessarily represent the 30s and 40s enough
1: No, I think the 40s does a great job The 40s does, actually yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, for me, my favorite is the 60s uh, And then followed quickly by the 40s I like those two go. Good times, good times
2: And that's selling uh, half a million copies, right? As of right now
1: Uh, no, half a million was DC Nation. I think Action 1000 is getting close to a quarter million. Oh, okay. I can't remember. I think that was, I think that's what it was. No, DC Nation did a million. Oh, that's right. DC Nation did a million, Action 1000. Yes, I think you're right. I think it's hedging close to half a million. Yeah. I can't keep all these numbers straight. So... Not Your memory's better than mine, and you weren't even there to hear the message. <laughs> it's all the uh, the stain and polyurethane fumes that have been huffing the last two days.
0: <laughs> we talked a bit about Jim Lee earlier. Uh, Batman 45, cover B, Jim Lee, classic Batman, Superman. That is an awesome cover. Yeah. My final Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume 2, Issue 6 of 6. I, uh, of course, got a run of A's and B's on this one to go with my run of A's and B's for Volume 1 because I like the Turtles and Batman. This one, not as good as the previous one, but still quite serviceable. I think I'm too behind. I've uh, read through Issue 3, maybe 4, I'm trying to think.
2: Is that your boy, Tinian?
0: It is my good friend, James Tenny in the Fourth.
2: That's your problem. <laughs>
0: you shut your mouth. I Pilot am... Quinn 42 Sorry. Nope, go ahead. Uh, just chill. We've got half of a cover What's going on here.
2: Just white space, man. He's what done this before, connect?
1: though. He's done this before where he's done connecting covers. There was the... Uh, like the playing card covers, I think. But mm-hmm. I mean, good lord, this cover is this is a good one. You got Power Girl, Super Girl, Catwoman, Joker's face. You got oh the hyena. Do
0: we know if it's been announced as a as a connecting?
1: Uh, you can see the same amount of words that I can.
0: Gotcha, 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 gotcha.
1: But she's a butte. It's a butte, Clark.
0: Get it and get 43 and hope they connect because you got a, a wicked-looking show spread if you do.
1: And right underneath that, it's my birthday present, the one I've been waiting for. Uh, the Gotham City Sirens omnibus is here.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. So that one is exciting for me. Uh, Mr. Miracle 8's coming out.
2: Is this the first uh, new creator... Helm nightwing for Mike mm-hmm. Michael Moretti
0: and mink young June with Jorge Jimenez on the yep yeah. and then we uh, we very shortly after that I believe next month we start the we're, we're not double shipped anymore we're single shipped at 399
2: so is that of um, the, uh, the right direction?
0: We'll see. I mean, I didn't mind the double shipped if it's done well, but the fact is, I was, you know, I was just disappointed twice in a month, and we'll just see <laughs> if I'm disappointed once in a month from this point on. So. Uh.
1: Well, then, Drew and the DC Collectibles, uh, it looks like your DC Cover Girl Supergirl by Joel Jones will be here this week.
2: Oh, oh. Oh, oh that—that is—that is a good-looking. Uh, it's a statue.
1: That is the st- That's the one you ordered, right?
2: Huh. <laughs> no, but that—that that would be a nice one.
1: It's a very nice statue.
2: Super Sons and Superman. I am. Uh, I was really this. This boy, bizarro storyline for Superman has been uneven. Not my favorite of the run, but Super Sons is great. So, pretty soon it'll be all Man of Steel. What's the buzz on uh, Bendis up there?
1: Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think there's a lot of people that are excited, and then I think there's a few people that are excited, but it's clouded with a man. I hope he doesn't do something goofy to Lois. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I
2: think so. We'll see. I was reading the solicits for that series, uh, the Man of Steel series. I think all of them come out in that previews and um, are solicited in that previews. And there's a Life Hangs in the Balance storyline on five or six i think and i don't know if that you know for lois and uh and jonathan and you really better not kill either one of them off (laughs) i will riot you'd have words i would
0: All right, if that's all in DC Comics, let us head on down to D.E. Let's head on down to Dynamite. Nothing. Thanks for nothing.
1: <laughs>
0: Anything else for anybody in DC? Uh,
1: I'm
2: trying. No.
0: All right, let's 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 try to dig for more gold in IDW.
2: Is, is Dynamite going to be the new <laughs> IDW for you? Well, there's just nothing there, not well for both of us really. What about Antar?
0: I clicked on it, and then I clicked off
2: it. Yeah, it's um an an epic story of one of history's greatest warriors and finest poets, Antar the Black Knight. And I was like, eh, eh, eh. Mm. I don't think so.
0: I got nothing. Eric, get you anything?
1: I'm looking, but I'm not seeing much.
2: <laughs> Anybody reading this Blackground Quarterly? That's like a, an anthology, an IDW anthology, like Dark Horse Presents was.
1: No. Uh, not not me. No. Yeah,
2: I, I, I was curious about it, but I haven't checked it out
0: yet either. I'm going to assume there's nothing else in IDW and I'm going to move us along damage. Actually. Oh, wait. Oh, I spoke too soon.
1: I did not see this on FOC and I'm kicking myself. Um, half Past Danger Hardcover Dead to Reichs. Another one of those World War II stories. Oh. It's very interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, all that stands in the way are a hard-drinking Irishman, a British femme fatale, a Japanese ninja with a pet dinosaur, and an American marine. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Alternate history, pulp, science fiction-inspired, over-the-top, two-fisted thriller that finds a world on the brink. Well, if you're into those kind of collected books, those hardcovers, it may be worth taking a quick peek at Half Past Danger hardcover Dead to Reich's. <laughs> There you, you go, Kyle. I found something.
2: Nice. Yeah, and there is a yeah, there is uh, a, <laughs> there is an artist edition for Joe Kubert. If you uh, you swim in those waters, for Tarzan and the Lion Man artist edition hardcover. Joe Kubert's pretty good.
1: And a little Sonic the Hedgehog here popping up number three.
2: That do well that issue one. I renumber and redo.
1: Um. Yeah, in our store we actually. Uh, the folks that were subscribed to it remained subscribed. They jumped over to the new publisher, and then uh, we actually added a couple folks who still have it on their list. And I think that a lot of that's due to the same... I think it's the same writer that's doing it. So it was really just a license transfer as opposed to a full-on uh, license and creative change.
0: All right, let's see what Image Comics has for us.
1: Yeah, I'm all about the Black money murders. We got a trade. Missing. It is. uh you guys! Did you guys drop off this one? It was
2: too long. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, didn't even, so I didn't even get through the first issue.
1: It's so meaty and so much for the money.
2: Uh-huh. I, 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 so Hickman. I, everybody said it's great, but
1: it is. Oh, it's great.
2: Yeah. What was that last Hickman that I was just like, East of West? I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to get off of it i kind of he sour that soured me on him. But if you're saying this is great, I might have to take another look. I really like it.
1: Hey, speaking of Lemire, we got Descender.
2: Yep.
0: That's cool. He's doing something different with Cover Bees. It looks like we have a uh, little robot variant by Dustin Nguyen. So something fun. Having a little fun with Cover Bees on them.
2: Yeah, they've usually just been that painted Nguyen style. Which a, which well, is good, Ru- but <laughs>
0: there you go. Rucka is bringing us back to Lazarus, not 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 anything crazy, just Lazarus. Looks like we're getting back into things. Part one of the Prelude to Fracture.
2: Yeah, twenty six was only like a month ago, right? It's, it wasn't that long ago
0: i felt like we were into secret origins and cold case files uh the,
2: and, yeah the plus like, 66 or whatever it was yeah
0: yeah just for so long yeah. and now we're back into the the main draft yeah, and
2: we're starting a new story arc so um yeah i'm excited for it. it 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 is tough though because of the time that it takes for these to come out to to get what the status quo is when you're reading it you're like oh, okay where are we now and it, it does take a little bit
0: the number one from Image, Skyward. Number one, written by Joe Henderson with art by Lee Garbett. Joe Henderson is the showrunner on Fox's Lucifer, and Lee Garbett is also from Lucifer and Loki: Agents of Asgard. Uh, one day, gravity on Earth has suddenly become a fraction of what it is now. Twenty years later, humanity has adapted to its new low-gravity reality.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. I got a couple of those yeah, coming. I got one coming. I thought it had a good look to it.
0: I love Rumble, but I, for some odd reason, I'm not reading Rumble. I should jump in and read more Rumble. Anything else? Ooh, I Infidel looked cool. I got to, yeah, I got to remember that. Yeah, the
2: first issue was good.
0: All right, Marvel, let's see what you got for us.
1: ASM 799.
0: The issue after 798, which was, of course, our big first appearance. And now we have a really nice Red Goblin cover.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That'll sell really well.
1: Yes, it will.
2: And the
0: the Ramos connecting is a nice cover, too. Man, a lot of good covers there.
2: How long is this Avengers thing going on?
1: I think it is... What did it get extended to? 12? 13? Issues? Something like that. I think it's wrapping up shortly.
2: Have we seen what the plans are yet?
1: Uh, Yes, we saw them at C2E2, and that is uh, Jason Aaron taking over Avengers
2: new number 1
1: yep yeah that was solicited in the march solicits i think okay mm-hmm. <clears throat> ooh marvel punisher platoon trade
2: and that was so good that was such a good series i want i want more of those man they just need to keep cranking those out because that was great
1: yep yeah it goes right up there with the uh the max fury and the max punisher run that Ennis did for sure
0: and it had a and a pretty good it at 18 bucks a pretty good price on that it's just 1 through
2: 6 and it had a, yep. yeah, it had that it it reminded me of sergeant rock it was just so perfect it was awesome
1: ah we have the uh, second print of the true believer reprint of asm 300 which is the gold numbers instead of the traditional red and black <clears throat> yeah i
2: think i got one of those coming won't,
1: i i think you might won't miss out again you know i bet you i could call marvel and say can you do like 17 printings of this and you'd get one of each printing wouldn't you <laughs> just just to avoid the razzing
2: yes yes <laughs> what are you talking about i have 300 right here i'm looking at it in 17 <laughs> frames on my wall <laughs>
0: Of course weapon H number two coming out we talked on when we looked at our numbers at weapon H number one hovering up in the 90,000 90,000 copies for issue number one so I'm guessing issue two will come down a little bit but there we are versus the Wendigo
2: I didn't read it any good
0: Derek read it he seemed to really enjoy it
2: that's cool all right anything else in Marvel Uh, This is the X Men Gold is the beginning of the um, the wedding ramp up, if you care.
0: All right, let's head into our smaller, which is our Onis, our aftershocks, and everybody else's.
2: Can't say boom Boom. and dynamite anymore.
0: I know. I almost said boom, and I said no, no, no. (laughs)
2: There's Ballad of Sang two, which you enjoyed that hey, there you, you go. enjoyed that first issue or got that mm-hmm. first issue. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not. If only they'd put out a couple covers for Belladonna Fire Fury number five. <laughs>
0: Man, nothing's jumping at me today. What is mainstream number one? Zenoscope. What's it about? There are people on this earth that do not belong. It's up to Chicago detective and covert interdimensional police force to send them back where they came from. Don't miss the brand new five-issue miniseries from the creative minds of Michael Dolce Talent Caldwell, Tony Moy, and Darren Sanchez.
2: That sounds okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, We have Her Infernal Descent, number one, from Aftershock, written by Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson, with art by Kyle Charles. Um, A Tale of Loss, told in five parts, is going to be a bit of a downer. Any good mom could march through the inferno of hell to get her family back. Unable to cope with the burden of grief, a middle-aged mom descends the nine circles of hell to retrieve her forsaken family. Sounds kind of. It could be an upper. It could be. Could be a tail. Yeah, she she (laughs) can find her, get her out of there. That sounds kind of. It's
1: like every good Hallmark movie. There's got to be some tragedy, and then it all ends happy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that sounded kind of interesting to me. So,
1: if it doesn't work happy, do not hold it against me. I was just being a goof.
2: (laughs) Trying to think positively
1: That's right
2: Live work number one Waste. was uh, one of our uh, Comics for Fun and Profit Picks a while back From Ad House that Books. Is correct. Uh, welcome to the two, 2007 New York A year before the financial cri- crash In which a provisional community of young artists Attempt to come together to carve out A space for themselves and launch their own careers All while toiling in the margins Of the booming New York art world I really like the cover. There you go. Wasted Space number
0: one from Vault Comics by Michael Morakai with Hayden Sherman on our N.A. Marguerite Savage cover. Billy Bane is a prophet who got it all wrong and the galaxy has been burning ever since. All he, wanted, all he wants is to waste away in the darkest corner of space with his best pal, Dust. A supercharged Fookbot, F-U-Q, But when a new prophet comes calling, Billy is summoned to save the galaxy he's at least partially responsible for destroying. Too bad he couldn't care
2: less. We also have uh, Survival Fetish Number One, another of our picks from uh, from our Cowabunga Bundle a while ago. Um, This is written by is is from Black Mask. It's written by Patrick Kindlin, with art by Antonio Fuso and it's uh, downtown Honolulu is a sniper alley, and Sahir runs it better than anyone. He's a local celebrity for transporting medicine and information across a no-man's land occupied by militia and street gangs. That's the one I liked. Yes, we like that one.
1: Isn't the uh, the next one, the next number one, one that was also on your list? Yeah,
2: they're all coming out the same week. (laughs) That's crazy. Tap Dance Killer. I think Kyle rolled his eyes when I picked this one. Um, this yep. is from Hero Tomorrow Comics written by Ted Sakura with art by Nicholas Harrison actress Nikki St. Clair was the sweetest gal in the city until she was cast in a horror show musical as the tap dance killer now unable to shake the role, the 20s, 1920s-esque bizarre mobster assassin is out on the streets dealing damage with a theatrical flair that leaves them quite literally slain in the aisles Plus the first appearance of a knockout new villain. Ooh, That's crazy that our picks all landed on the same week.
0: Yeah, it's, that is weird.
1: It's like we planned it.
2: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's or
1: someone delayed some some things.
2: Yeah, There's a second printing of The Wilds from Black Mask. It was a really good first issue. Um, and uh, if you missed it, you can get that second printing.
0: Anything else from the back halves?
1: Yes. For those of you that were uh, big fans of Ready Player One, I just wanted to call attention to the Art of Ready Player One hardcover that is out there. And uh, let's see. Well, I'm just going to do some little maths on the fly really quick here. It's a $45 cover price. Hmm. Interesting. It's already out of stock at Diamond.
0: Done.
2: that? What's it under? I can't find A. It. A. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. <laughs> it's
2: not under that. So. Suck oh, it. I think we're just looking at comics. He must be looking at something else.
1: Yeah, oh, I just God. went underneath comics. It ends at Zombie Tramp, and then it goes to magazines, and then books. Ah,
2: books. Gotcha.
1: We never go any. We, we don't normally we venture into, into that, there. But, reading books. Wow, reading yeah. stuff. That's neat. What's them booksy things? Yeah, like, there's a uh, there's a Star Wars Last Shot Han and Lando hardcover novel that's coming out. Um, yeah, the big one was just calling out that. The Art of Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little P, which means there's preview pages. Ooh, damn.
2: That was uh, pretty visually gorgeous, that movie. Uh, I liked it. Yeah
1: click the little p and see see if you think it's still visually gorgeous uh, anyway so yeah that was I just wanted to call that out
0: it was pretty rad so yeah. alright guys if there's nothing else this is the point where I hold your feet to the flame and ask you what your pick of the week is what's the book to go into your local comic book shops make sure you grab a copy of because we think that one's going to jump jump jump
1: just a quick question, were there any variants that anyone wanted to call out from the variants and new printings list?
2: Didn't know a lot of them, none of them. Aren't, okay. Aren't some of those on the FOC? Not for this week. Because some of these are advanced variants. See, I get, com- some I get so confused.
1: Yeah, this page, this listing is really goofy because it's by publisher alphabetically, not by date.
2: Yeah, and it has, see, it has that Batman second printing that I I want. Look at those Thanos, man. Dang. 13 is going to a fourth and a fifth printing in subsequent subsequent weeks 14 is going to a fourth and a fifth printing in subsequent subsequent weeks and 17 is going to a second and 18 is going to a second
0: people that's a lot of Thanos. that's a lot of Thanos
2: but did you did you end up finishing that did you read 18 it ended so cool
0: yeah that's what I heard hey brother Cool went to a second print nice that's a good call there yeah Oh, crap, there's Athena. It's annual. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs>
0: Anything jump out to you, Eric? On the print... Or, uh, sorry, the variant printings.
1: Um. Yeah, da, da, da. I had one, and then I now I've scrolled past it, and i got to come back and find it. I should have written it down. Oh, where the heck was it?
2: Did you look at that drop cool? Is it the same cover?
0: Uh, I don't know.
2: uh no there's no cover image.
0: Yeah, there's no co- they're not they're not letting us in on their secret.
1: Well I can't find whatever it was that I had, so clearly it wasn't Earth shattering.
2: Well, my pick for the week then is "Survival Fetish," and I'm going to go.
0: <laughs> that was the only one of those I like. And I'm going to go with the
2: <laughs> cover B in honor of Jason from Hawaii because that's that's it has greetings from Hawaii on it. So I'm going to go with cover B. <laughs> I much
0: prefer the cover i
1: uh, I'm going to go with Tap Dance Killer. I think, honestly, that one sounds pretty fun to me. So, of all the ones, that's the one I'm picking up.
0: And I'm going with Action Comics 1000, because why not?
1: Because you
2: and half a million of your friends <laughs> are the only ones that will have it. And Harley Quinn 42B cover, uh, get that,
0: get that, get both pieces of that when the other one. Too.
2: Excellent.
1: Actually... I might. Uh, I don't think he's got 43 posted yet. I didn't think to do a search for it before. I'm sorry.
0: I, well, I didn't know it was there until I saw it and said, hey, this looks like half a cover. <laughs> You'll have that. But we want to thank you for tagging along with Eric, Drew, and myself through Comics Originally Releasing on April 18th, 2018. Of course, feel free to find us on any of your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, and everything else, uh, drop us a line at our Gmail account. All of this information can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. Uh, eric, anything else additional?
1: No, uh, I'll just say if anyone's interested in picking up those variants that we've got or uh, wants information about our mail order subscription stuff, go ahead and email me, eric at Kyle Bunga Comics, and I will be more than happy to either place the order for you or send you information on how you can uh, join in the group and be one of the mail order subscribers that we have
2: eric with a c cowabunga with a k
1: that's right hey that's actually kind of catchy <laughs> <laughs> like
0: we want to thank eric for being here with us and giving us his comic shop expertise in this week's coming out so for eric for drew and for myself see ya